That's BetQL.com. If you're selling your house, call Josh Heisa. That's my, that's my simple advice. Call Josh Heisa. 901-461-8147. 901-461-8147. Check him out. You'll see more than five, more, more than 300 five-star Google reviews. Those, that's not me. That's, not, it's, that's just people who've worked with Josh. More than 300 five-star Google reviews. And here's the thing. Um, Josh will sell your home for 100% of your list price, or he will pay you the difference, or he will step in and buy it at a price that is acceptable to you. See how many other realtors will make that offer. Flexible fees, no upfront cost, and he'll let you out of the contract at any time, risk-free. So there's no reason not, honestly, to call Josh Heisaw. Josh Josh Heisaw and his team at Keller Williams Realty. Phone number, once again, is 901-461-8147, or you can look him up at joshsellsthemidsouth.com. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great, but with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Who better to ask than Howie from Robert Irwin Jewelers? I got this white gold band, but it looks like it's turning a little bit yellow. Is that happen? Yeah, that's completely normal. All gold comes out of the ground yellow, so it's just going back to its natural state. Sometimes you have to replate it in what's called rhodium to make it bright, white, and beautiful again, just the way it was the first day you got it. That's the R.I.J. way. Free rhodium plating for life on your white gold ring from Robert Irwin Jewelers. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. Don't miss Provember at Lowe's. Right now, save $80 on a DeWalt 20-volt two-tool combo kit. Was $229, now $149. Lowe's knows pros. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Valid through 1122. Subject to change. WMFS-FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS-Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers. Say, play 92.9 ESPN. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Each and every day here on the Jeff Calkins Show, we welcome Chris Harrington to the program. Let's fire it up. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill, rediscovered downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Chris Harrington joins us now. Chris, what are we listening to? It's a California earthquake by Rodney Crow in honor of what the Grizzlies experienced last night in L.A. Where's the appropriate place to begin when thinking about this team? I, I mean, I don't. I think what's different today from yesterday is the injury questions around Marcus Martin and Luke Kennard. I, I, you know, I don't. If you, when you look at the two and nine record, to me, last night is the game I would be least. I would least care about. Sure. You know, I mean, some some nights you're just gonna get, you're just not gonna have it. You're gonna get wiped off the floor. And if you're, you look at the, your, the record to regret where the place you're at, that's not the game I regret. I regret the first game at Portland. I regret home against Miami. I regret home against Utah. Um, there were ones that you could have gotten last night. I was not one of them. And so, you know, I, the Marcus Smart injury um, is, is obviously the primary concern right now. Um, new concern, uh, the Kennard thing, you know, six minutes and then out. And, you know, Jaron obviously has had ter- had back-to-back terrible games. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any particular reason health-wise for that. It's just he's had a couple of really bad games, and you hope he'll bounce back out of that. So here we are. I think it's it's interesting because, obviously, if every game is going to be a referendum, it lends itself to overreactions. I think this is kind of the the base starting point for me. What in your mind, what in your mind are like knee jerk reactions versus what are actual concerns about this team? 
Well, I mean, the concern is that they they've lost, you know, uh, three. Uh, they played so the whole season so far without three of their top six or seven players, and only one of those is coming back. And I think you know they've had other injuries along the way too. I think the back half of the roster has been exposed a little bit in terms of its lack of scoring punch, its lack of pop. I, I think the fact that so much of the injury stuff has been targeted to the same two areas, which is basically your your front, your size and your shot creation, um, has been pretty crippling. I, I think sort of like I said yesterday, the bigger picture for the Grizzlies now is just f- figuring out there's one of three things that's going to happen. Either it's going to get back on track at some point this season before it's too late and, you're, and you find yourself with a with a – a good team, if not a good record, but in the, still in the playoff mix or postseason mix. And if that doesn't happen, the question is going to be, okay, is this a gap year where we just, you know, we come back with, you know, the guys who were injured are now healthy and we're only making minor changes around it, but then we'll, we'll go right back to where we thought we were going to be if everyone had been healthy. Or is it going to be a more profound, like our core is in place, but we have to reshuffle everything else. And I think all of that still, all, all three of those paths are still on the table. I think the first path, you know, as, as every loss mounts, becomes less and less likely. I think it's interesting when you think about the injuries because, obviously, it, you know, we saw this last year. When the Grizzlies lost Steven Adams and they lost Brandon Clark, playoff success was going to be limited, particularly when you looked at the matchup. I think the problem that I'm having right now with using it as I don't know, the reason, some you know, some people define it as a reason, others would define it as an excuse. Well, you knew you weren't going to have Brandon Clark. And I would make the argument, based on everything that you read around the league, if you didn't know that it was possible that you weren't going to have Steven Adams, you should have known. And so then you're left with, well, then you also knew that you were not going to have John Morant. Like, at a certain point, like, I, I do wonder if, if, should they have addressed these concerns, or is that somewhat of a panic move? I guess is is kind of is the question that I that I struggle with. Um, I, it depends on the move, right? I, I mean, I, I would, you know, I, I would have rather they used. I don't know how much of a difference this would have made. I would rather they have used their mid level exception on a player who could really help them. Instead, they didn't use it at all. At least initially, they actually used it on Biombo. But they didn't, they used, you know, they filled up that last roster spot with Derrick Rose, which I think they had reasons for that. Um, they used a roster spot on Kenneth Lofton Jr. And so those are two roster spots that aren't really helping you that you could have gone another way with. I, I, I think, you know, I, I, I want to, I, 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 I'm sorry, I, we sort of do this every day. I, I think the situation sort of is what it is. Sure. And the core, the core sort of, the core sort of basis for the team is John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson. I think that remains a sound core as long as John gets back on track. Um, there's nothing to do in a retrospective sense to change where they are right now. It's just going to be a matter of getting John back, getting those three players together, and assessing your team around them. And, you know, there's nothing to do right now every day, but just like, you know, do the best you have with what you have and, and, try, and try to get – kind of get enough wins along the way to not fall completely out of the mix. I suppose we won't know the answer to this until we see it, but one common narrative that that I've at least noticed is it feels like there's this concept that there's going to be an antidote coming, and that's John ja Morant. And I'm also not ignoring, like, yes, John ja Morant makes a lot of this a whole lot easier. Desmond Bain is not going to get the amount of attention that he's going to get. It's going to certainly help the offense and help guys get, you know, easier, easier baskets. I guess where I struggle though is I, I, I'm just not convinced that all of a sudden just the addition of Ja and all of a sudden we're talking about a team that over the course of whatever that 57 games would be, you know, have the best record over that 57 games or up there. And it, it feels to me like there's this common sentiment that that's indeed the case. Am I misguided in that? I have no idea what the comments. I mean, you know, I sure. mean, everyone, everyone says different people say different things, and I don't know how you gauge what a common sentiment is. I, I would say that I, I definitely think a a healthy, you know, a real John Morant, healthy John Morant, all NBA level John Morant, which is what he is, that would make an enormous impact on this team. 
is that enough to completely turn the thing around and get you back on what, you know, wherever you wanted to be this season? Probably not, but like, it's not, to me, it's not like a pass fail, like either, either everything is fixed or like, I don't know, we like shut down the season and stop playing games. Right. It's, it's about the larger enterprise of getting the larger enterprise back on track. And the first step to that is getting John Morant back and getting John Morant back on track. And then you go from there. And go from there is not just about this season. Go from there is about beyond this season. Um, and so I, I just think I, I think I am more focused on getting the larger enterprise back on track and figuring out what to do for the good of the larger enterprise more than I am. And along the way, you're trying to get back into the mix of this season. But to me, it's not like life or death hinges on like whether you're the whether you make the ten seed this year. I just don't think that's the situation they're in. They they have a longer window than that, but they have got to get the larger enterprise back on track and evaluate what they need to do with that. Where would beyond the addition of John Morant, where does the evaluation of of getting it back on track like where where would you start? Well, you got a lot of decisions to make around that, and some of those re- re- relate to players playing for you, and some of them don't. Uh, you know, Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark are both under contract next season. You have to make some internal valuations of how how confident you are they're going to be back to what they were before going into next season. Um, uh, Xavier Tillman's going to be free agent this summer. Are you really going to resign him? That's a decision that, that needs to be made. Santi um, Obama and Zaire Wolves early contract extensions um, this coming summer. Uh, certainly based on what I've seen, I'm, no, I'm not feeling great about giving an, a contract, contract extension to Zion Williams. Um, I would be happy to lock up Aldama on a good price, but then you got the situation of all the other players in the front court you have locked up. You know, evaluate the Marcus Smart move. And I think you can't really fully evaluate that until you get job back and you see him right in that, yes. in that situation. But he's got two years after this. So you have to decide, okay, is this going to work the way we wanted it to work? Even if it's not this year, is it next year? And you sort of go up and down the roster. I, I think, you know, we sort of used the Dallas example of Jeff yesterday. Um, you know, that team was in, the, in, was in the, the Western Conference Finals two years ago. And the team that's good this year is basically almost an entire new team around one player, Luka Doncic. So are, are you, how much are you doing that? And how much are you are you just sort of tweaking around the edges? And that's what I think you have to sort of evaluate over the course of the year. Do they have the the ammunition, the the assets to shake it up? Because like, that that's kind of the other thing I was struggling with. It's like, okay, I don't know how attractive any of the young pieces are to other teams. The, the contracts, like I guess if you're if you're trading for you know if you're trading for Stephen Adams or or Brandon Clark, but how many teams out there are going to trade for injured players? I mean, I suppose it's entirely possible. You have. I think. I think what people need to realize is that the even the very boldest move the Grizzlies could potentially make is going to be about your fourth best player. Yeah. The core of this team is John Brandt, Desmond, and Jared Jackson, and they are still in the in the standpoint. Even if this becomes a gap year and it goes off the tracks, and you got to come back next year, they're still in the place of. How far can we go with those as, those as our three best players? And you and you ride that track until 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 you run out of, of room with it. And they're not close to that yet, assuming Jock comes back. So even like the biggest move you could you could think of to make is like the move they just made this summer, trading for Marcus Smart. It, it's that you're not trading for a quote unquote star. And so do they have the ammunition if they wanted to to pull together some contracts and some draft picks and go get someone? who would be maybe worse than Jaron, but better than Marcus Smart. You know, I, yeah. I do think that's possible. But that's the kind of – that at the highest end is the kind of move you're talking about. Along the lines of Santi, I thought he had a – I thought his stat line was better than how he played, but I'm not going to use last – like, last night was – I'm with you. Like, it was what it was. The bigger concern that I have with Santi is, I – does he have, like – does he have a clear fit other than best player on the bench? I think that's kind of where I, I struggle because it's like you can see where he's useful, but at the same time it's like I, it, it seems like that it's been difficult to, to match it up to maximize his use. I, I think that's kind of where I've struggled. Well, th- th- that's, where, that's, where the, that's where this 
no matter what happens, this can't be a lost season. It can be a lost season in terms of the postseason, in terms of getting into the postseason, in terms of where you want to be. In terms of the competitive enterprise, lost, yeah. Yeah, it can't be a lost season in terms of your, your multi-year situation. Um, and so once you get job back and you have, you know, job in place, and you're looking, and that's sort of the top of your pyramid. Now you figure out where things fit around that. One of the things they need to do is play a lot of Santi and Jaron together with Ja at point guard and see what that looks like. I mean, that's sort of part of the evaluation you have to make. I, I think I, if I have to make a contract decision, you don't have to, but you, it's the first opening to make a contract decision on Santi this summer. I want a lot of reps of him and Jaron playing together and to see what that looks like. I want a lot of reps of him and Jaron playing with a functional backcourt and see what that looks like. Do I think Santi's a long-term starter on this team? I don't. Um, do I think he tops out as your third big, your sixth or seventh man? Yeah, I think probably so. But, like, he might be pretty good in that role. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 and, like, that's, that's – I guess that's kind of where I've struggled. I think the other thing, though, that's, that fascinates me, I can remember the Thunder – the Thunder during the Durant-Westbrook era, didn't they have a year where – they had a year where Durant got hurt. I think it was the year right before they went – back to the Western Conference Finals. They had a year where Durant got hurt, and it was kind of a lost year, but they kept kind of being competitive. I know we're using the example of Dallas, and so far it looks like it's working, but, you know, it's still TBD. Is it a normal thing where you see a team just kind of have the quote-unquote gap year and then get it right back on track? Like, is, is, this, a, is this something you can be hopeful for? Oh, I, I don't have an answer to that on, at my Faircats. So I'd have to go back and look and try to find comps. Um, I mean, I know the, point, heat, the, the Heat have th- always had years where, you know, like there's there's years yeah, where, the, yeah. The Thunder, the Thunder had a year they missed the playoffs in the middle of that run. Now, they went 45 and 37 and missed the playoffs, but they missed the playoffs. Yeah. So they went to the conference finals, and then they missed the playoffs completely, and then they went back to the conference finals the next year. So there is an example of that with Oklahoma City. Um I think at some level, like you, there could be comps or not be comps, but your situation is, is singular. It is what it is. And part of this is that the Grizzlies sort of got, were ahead of schedule a little bit in terms of regular season success the past two years. Like a, a team that young in the Thunder is one of the, one of the, the, the um, exceptions to that, that Thunder team. But generally teams that young don't finish second in the conference. Yeah. And so there aren't that many teams who – sort of hit a bump like this and they still have what might be three top 50 players all under contract, all under 25 years old, you know, and it's just, it's an unusual situation, but that's the situation there is. I guess the other question that I've had, it's one thing to intellectually know, all right, they're going to be without John Morant. And there were, there were plenty of analysts, you know, pontificators saying this summer, like that's, that's a significant suspension and that's going to, you know, Oh, that's going to make the Grizzlies underachieve according to the win total, expectations, whatnot. I think, though, the thing that has been interesting to me, it's like I did not expect this to be smooth sailing, but I, it has gone worse than I expected. Do you feel that way, or should I have should I have had different – because in the end that becomes a question of expectations. Should yeah, we have I mean, seen this coming? Is it – no, they, they they shouldn't. Even with all their problems, they shouldn't be two and nine. Maybe they should be four and seven. You yeah. know, it, 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 they have they have they have let. I mean, they let the game at Portland slip away. The first one, they 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 should have dug out some of these other wins. So so the misfortune that they have had has had has forced them to be a bad team. Like it's like they haven't had a choice but to be a bad team. But but two and nine is like going above and beyond, kind of. Like, you know, point differential-wise, the Spurs' point differential is twice as bad as the Grizzlies, and they're ahead of them in the standings. Um, I, 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 think, I think this team has underperformed. Its talent has forced them to be a bad team, and they've underperformed that just with not being able to close out some of these games. And I think, I think maybe that's the key question, right? It's what is the appropriate reaction to how it's gone, right? Because they get a certain point, it is a small sample size, and you don't want to overreact, yet at the same time, you don't want to ignore that there are red flags, right? Is that is that the appropriate way to think about it? Well, yeah, but are we talking about, like, how fans react or how, like, the franchise reacts? I, I think just, how I mean, the I franchise know, reacts. 
Yeah. And so from that standpoint, I don't understand like what people, if people want to say it's time to give up on the season, if you're the franchise, it's time. To, okay. Well, okay. So what do you do differently than you were doing yesterday? I, you know, I just don't yeah. know what they're supposed to be doing other than what they are doing, um, which is like just trying to do the best they have with the players that they have. I, I you know, that might that will change over the course of the season as trade deadline comes up and you have other other thing markers along the way. You have a decision to make when Ja comes back and trade restrictions left and there's all these questions. But like right now today, I don't really understand what they're supposed to be doing that's different from what they're doing, other than trying to do it better. I guess the question then for me is, do you think that do you think that the way that it's gone has caught the the decision makers by surprise? Oh, I certainly don't think they expected to be two and nine, but I, I, I don't think, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what their internal projections were. Yeah. I would guess their internal projections were not that they were going to win the West. Like, I, you know, John Hollinger's mask spit that, spit that out before the Adams injury. Kevin Pelton's mask spit that out. I'd be willing to bet the Grizzlies' internal math did not spit that out. Yeah. I, and so I, I, I think that, I don't think, Again, I'm sort of guessing here. Yeah. So this is sort of educated guesswork. I don't think they had a conviction that this is our year. I, I think I think they probably would have guessed that that our best shot is maybe it's next year, maybe it's the year after, but it's not this year, given the jaw injury stuff. And given, frankly, with the Adam stuff, and I, I'll go back. This is not hindsight because I wrote this. When I wrote my, my season preview predicting like records and stuff for all 30 teams, I had the Grizzlies fourth, and one of the things I wrote, which was too high then, obviously, but one of the things I wrote was that there, I have as many injury and, and a, not, not just injury. I have as many availability questions about the Grizzlies as I do with the Suns and, yeah. and a lot of these other teams. And I specifically mentioned I don't know how many games Adams is going to play. Well, I didn't think that number was going to be zero, but based on the preseason, like I just assumed he wasn't going to play back to backs. Yeah, you know, I, I for sure. So I was just. I was already assuming like he's going to be playing 24 minutes a game and playing like 60 games or something. And so I, I don't think this was set up to be the Grizzlies year. Now it was not necessarily set up to go as poorly as it has so far, but I don't, I didn't think this was their year. And I don't think I would guess they didn't think this was their year either. Now, did they think they were going to be two in line? No. Did they think they were going to be without Steven Adams? I can pretty much guarantee you they did not, but, but they, there was, they, they knew there were limits on what he was going to provide. I guess that's kind of the other question I have. Should they have known that that was a reality? Because it seems like it, it, it. And again, you get a lot of the whole. Thing. You get that's a lot a, of. That's yeah. a hard. That's a really hard thing to pick apart. I, you know what what is the what is the nature of the communication between a team and a player over the course of an off season dealing yep. with injury stuff? Like I don't know. I, is it is it Zach Kleiman on the phone with Stephen Adams? Is it? Zach Kleiman on the phone with Stephen Adams' agent? Is it someone else in the Grizzlies organization on the phone with with the player's agent? Is I, I know my sense is that there was a bit of a disconnect on expectations. That Stephen Adams was in New Zealand or wherever he was and doing rehab and going through work, and they had the sense that, okay, things are going well. Like he, he, he's, he's back on track. And even when you got into camp, like Taylor Jenkins even said, like, good to go. I think he used that phrase one day early in camp. So I think the Grizzlies got an impression that they that Stephen Adams was back on track to play the season, and I think they were kind of blindsided by it. It, it. it ended up needing to have surgery, and so whether they should or should not have had that assessment, I mean that's a hard thing to pick apart. But I do think that 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 sort of took them by surprise. I'll go back to like the, the first Monday after that came out. Like I was on the show, and Jeff said it came out on Sunday, and I was on the show Monday, and Jeff said, "When do you think the Grizzlies knew that was going to happen?" And I said, "Probably two days ago." Yeah. You know, I do. Th- I do think it was that. No, I mean, I, I think you can. I, I tend to believe the players when they're like, "We found out when y- when y'all did." But the other thing I kept thinking about on media day is team. I think Kleiman and Jenkins both were like good to go, and then I think back to Stephen Adams' well, no, answer. Kleiman, Kleiman didn't quite say that. Kleiman didn't quite say that. But, yeah. but there was a disconnect between what Kleiman said and what Adams said. Right, because like when like when I listened to Adams' answers, I was like, well. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like alarming, but to me it was like they're, they were different uh, the difference answers. Was notable, yes. The difference was notable, and it was noted. Yes. Yeah, Chris, we really appreciate it. Thank you for your time.
Thanks. That is Chris Harrington of the Daily Memphian. When we come back, Jeff returns to the program. Let's talk with him next right here on the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They've got Memphis sports in their DNA. From the Tigers court to the Grizzlies hardwood. I mean, so they're just trying to manufacture offense the only way they can, which is just to voice three. It's the Jason and John Show. Middays 11 till 2 on 92.9 FM ESPN. If you want the perfect holiday shopping shortcut, I've got three words. Get to Kohl's. I just went and found great gifts for even greater deals, like toys for up to 25% off. And with my 20% coupon, I got fleece for my family under 20 bucks and a cookware set for under 75. Plus, I got $10 off home finds as a Kohl's Rewards member and earned Kohl's cash. So if you want the season's best for less, you know where to go. Select styles. Toys, coupons do not apply. Kohl's Rewards offer and 20% offer end November 18th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Dell's Black Friday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus, save big on ultra-sharp monitors and top-brand accessories. It's the perfect time to upgrade any home, business, or gaming setup powered by Intel Core processors. Shop now at dell.com slash deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K. That is my promo code. Again, G-A-B-E-K. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Com. And if you have a gambling problem, it's very simple. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Howie, we talk about how Robert Irwin Jewelers is different. Tell me about the RIJ way. We just listen to our customers. Like what? Like the meant to be guarantee. That's 365 days to return your custom-made engagement ring, right? Exactly. And that happened because we had a customer, a young man, spent over $14,000 in our store. And after six months, they broke up and we gave him his money back. That's the R.I.J. way. That's how the meant-to-be guarantee started? That's exactly how it started, Danny. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. When it comes to home comfort, there's only one name you need to remember. That's Landmark Heating and Air Conditioning. Still family-owned and operated, we've been keeping you comfortable with superior service and exceptional products for over 50 years. Whether it's routine maintenance, emergency service, or a complete new system, our trained, professional, and friendly staff is always ready to assist you. For all your home comfort needs, we are the comfort company you can trust. Call us today at 365-4260 or visit us at landmarkheatingandair.com. It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. That means uh, if you're trying to get over that Grizzlies loss and the injuries and everything else, you can go to Bounty on Broad between 5 and 6 today and get 25-cent martinis. That's right, between 5 and 6, 25-cent martinis. Or Half-price bottles of wine, that's all day today. Half-price bottles of wine, half-price glasses of wine. The bar is beautiful. The place is beautiful, honestly. It's Bounty on Broad, a restored old building. Food is spectacular. 
And Wednesdays are fun because you get 25% martinis, half-price bottles of wine. So head on in there. Sit at the bar if you want. Get the pork belly confit, the fried oysters, any of my favorites, uh, or you do you. It's a fabulous restaurant and no better day than Wednesday. The phone number is 410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. One of the most influential metal bands of all time. For the fans, for the brothers, for legacy. Pantera. Saturday, February 10th, FedEx Forum. With special guests, Lamb of God. On sale this Friday, 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. Pantera, live in concert. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Uh, thanks for holding it down, Jeffrey. Uh, while I stepped out for just a little bit, other duties called. Um, before we get back to the world of sports, mm-hmm. um, we have not talked about the the just horrific story uh, involving the researcher at St. Jude. Are you aware of this story? Yes. just guts me. Um, guy moves to Memphis, 32-year-old, moves to Memphis, and I'm sure he heard, you know, oh, Memphis is dangerous, whatever else. I'm sure he heard that. And he said, you know what? I want to work at St. Jude. I, I just did a story about a similar, a doctor who moved here, was concerned about Memphis, and and, and had a brilliant 20-year career, made a huge difference, loved it, everything about the city, and not everything about the city, but he loved the city, loved his time here, made a difference, uh, whatever. So uh, uh, this guy had been a um, working as a postdoctoral researcher at SUNY Downstate um, in New York, and he gets this job at St. Jude, and he moves here uh, this past summer. And not only does he move here, it appears that he lived downtown. He's got a wife. He's got a two-year-old kid. And Sunday, beautiful Sunday, he and his two-year-old were walking downtown. And they were approached by a man in a ski mask and a hoodie. The guy asks for their property. I'm reading the Daily Memphian story. And Bulakoff gives the man his wallet. The man then points his gun towards Bulakov's wife and demanded more. At this point, he's, he says, hell with you. Yeah, you can't point a gun at my wife, basically. At this point, he decides to, do, you know, to, to resist because he's now threatening his wife. And um, a struggle began, and he was shot and killed. It's just devastating. And it is devastating most of all, of course, obviously, for the guy and his family and his young kid who's going to grow up without a father. But it's devastating for the city. It's devastating for, as well, it's devastating for St. Jude. It's devastating for, you know. And obviously it's not, there are other murders, and we don't talk about all of them, and uh, and whatever. Because it's am I talking about this one? Because it's a Saint Jude researcher, and whatever. Because he's got freaking a little guy walking in with his wife and two year old. And so you do the what? You know, we do the lies is run. We do the all this stuff, but it doesn't stop the bloodshed. And. 
you know, Paul Young um, did say, as part of a statement, crime is unfortunately an American problem, not specific to Memphis, which is true. But at some point, I don't care. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I wrote a, a story, obviously, about a, you know, a Memphis kid who was shot and killed in Fort Worth. I, I would never claim that this only happens in Memphis. It is, it is a gun culture that has absolutely metastasized and metastasized. Yeah, that's the word. Nailed it. And um, and so now everybody has a gun. And there we have it. Um, so I'm not. Cl- yes, St. Louis, Washington D.C., Chicago, like wherever, Fort Worth. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that it only happens here, but I care most about here. And I actually like what Paul Young has said in previous comments when he talks about the urgency of when we had COVID, in the midst of COVID, we still do have COVID. When we are in the midst of the COVID crisis, we treated it like a pandemic and a crisis. And we had meetings every week. Remember that? Like meetings. Well, I think they had, I think they had, meetings about they had updates the meetings. every day. Didn't we have a noon update every day or something? Like we had a media, we had a media availability like every day. And it just feels like the kind of crisis that, you know, we, we, I, I, I appreciate more. It is true that this happens lots of places. But that doesn't mean it's not a incredible scourge on our city here. Obviously, mostly because of the loss of life. But then, secondly, um, because how do you like how do you recruit to St. Jude when a, the last postdoc is murdered downtown? Right? Like how, how how do you get people to go to New Tom Lee Park or, or whatever? It's just not a healthy way to live as a city. If you like, let's be honest. What is the preeminent responsibility of a government? Keep it for its citizens to be safe, right? Yeah, it's why you have a state. <laughs> and I mean, not the state of. I mean, literally, like the state, a government. Yes. Yes. So, I don't know. We hadn't we hadn't mentioned it, and I. Um, it's the. It's funny. It's the. It's the ninth downtown slaying. I guess that's good. I mean, you know, nine. You would the, the way we talk about it. You sometimes yeah. think it's two hundred, right? Like, it's the ninth, but it's uh, just so you know, uh, the current count on homicides in the city so far this year, uh, two hundred eighty nine. Um. If you include negligent homicide, manslaughter, and justifiable homicide, that gets you to 334, and the record is 256 in in 2021. Uh, so there you go. Uh, my, uh, it's a say I'm thinking of him and his family. They have his family, you know. It goes without saying. It's just devastating story. It's I've, ever since I read it yesterday. I actually, it's funny. We not funny. Nothing. Nothing about this is funny. But Claire, my sweetheart, mm-hmm. uh, lives with me now, basically, and her son Nathaniel works at Catherine and Mary's, and um, it's having a great time. Honestly, working at Catherine and Mary's, loves it. Like loves it. Um, but when I first saw this story, okay, so the other day we were eating, and there was a noise in the house. And Nathaniel leaps up like he's going to go protect us, right? Turns out the noise was I had left my Bluetooth speaker was playing mm. something off my whatever, off, off my phone, phone yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The noise was that. There was no noise. Right. It sounded like someone was in the house. And Nathaniel leaps to, you know. And so when I first saw the story, and we didn't have the complete story. It was just guy shot downtown, whatever else. I sent it to Claire and she sent it to Nathaniel. I literally just basically said, don't resist. I was just basically making the point, if anyone, when you're downtown, happens to approach you and asks for whatever it is, don't give in to your instincts and resist, right? And, and, and if my, right now, my, my kids don't live in Memphis, one lives in New York, one lives in Chattanooga, and one lives in Durham, but if they moved back, 
I would say the same thing. I say the same thing to them where they live now. I think they're all safer where they live now, though. Um, and, um, and, uh, but then you read the story and you have, you see that he apparently resisted when it involved his wife. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I get, I totally get that. You know, I totally get that. The the problem that I've had all along, I mean, a, this also kind of hits home. One of my like lifelong friends was living in California, doing research, came back and worked for St. Jude. And it's like, you know, how is this like to me like this this story matters because like we need to recruit great people oh no and you like, need great people and you, you and we need a thriving downtown correct we do need and a then, thriving downtown too the other thing that's wildly depressing is hell hell uh, you t- take it from the perspective of going to grizzlies games like sure going to tigers games you need that they need people to go downtown right like bringing people to the city from outside as your your friend recruiting people to the city is one thing Getting people to stay in the city and not move somewhere is, is another thing. And then getting people who live in the larger city to go downtown and support the Grizzlies and the Tigers and whatever else, another thing. Yeah, I mean, the that's kind of the other thing that's like wildly depressing to me is you'll get the natural rebuttal of, well, we have other homicides. It's like, yeah, if we can't if we can't come together and agree that you should be able to take a walk with your wife and two year old. Right. In in Tom Lee Park or wherever somewhere downtown, the, the, without the threat of being shot in broad daylight, like right. that's a problem. It's not a, it's not. A, this is true, and this is a fair comment. It's not a rebuttal, but it's a okay. Sometimes you get is is if you talk about this murder, you're like, well, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know the the race of this guy. He's Russian originally, so I'm going to presume he's white. So it's like, well, why don't you talk about the murder in South Memphis? And listen, I think that's a fair comment. We should talk about the murders in South Memphis. Too, I think it's a totally fair comment, and I think, um, um, particularly, a mother walking her two-year-old yes. or sitting in her freaking living room, you know, can be ha- hit by a bullet in South Memphis or in Fraser or wherever else, as absolutely as innocent. the 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 the, the places that we <laughs> that we that we are able to we're unable to uh, uh, separate ourselves from it is a little bit is what if if we feel like it's Two 22-year-olds gang members shooting each other. That's like, okay, well, they can shoot each other. Like, even that's not good. But, like, that at least we can separate, we can compartmentalize right. and say, but, no, I, if it's a, it is gutting when it is a, uh, when it is a five-year-old on her tricycle, you know, in North Memphis who was caught in a drive-by. Like, they, they, a five-year-old should be able to grow up without being hit, you know, in a, in a so, so absolutely. But then to your point, it is also true that that you need to be able to recruit people like this yes. to Memphis to continue to better the, the city. To prosperity of the city, and so there's an additional that 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 matters too. I mean, I just I just can't imagine like um, at St. Jude, as you recruit the best in the world to work at St. Jude. It's a great place. But they might say, I can go to Sloan Kettering, you know, yeah. or, or uh, the Cleveland Clinic or wherever else and uh, not be shot. So it is a, it is a, it is whether it's reality or perception or both. And the truth is, it is both. It is a civic crisis, as is, by the way, 40 people getting their windows broken outside of Tiger basketball games. Different kind of civic crisis, not as heartbreaking, right? Yes. But also, and again, not exclusive to Memphis. We had Charles on yesterday talking about the Secret Service police truck that was broken into in Washington, D.C. People break windows. There's a scourge of this in all kinds of cities. Also, there's a scourge of shoplifting. CVS is all across the country now put their... Crap behind, you know, behind lock, lock and key. So I'm not saying exclusive to Memphis. I'm just saying in Memphis, it is a massive problem in Memphis. And um, well, and we didn't start from the best spot, right? And it 
None of this is new. Like, literally, we just had a whole mayoral election where the entire focus of the election was on crime. So it's not like I'm telling anything that anyone doesn't know. But when another thing happens, it's like, oh, my God. And it's the wantonness of it. It's the, you know, it's the minister in Whitehaven in her parking lot, right? It's a a young woman who moved back to Memphis because she believes in the city jogging, uh, you know, in the early morning on on central for God's sakes. It's, uh, you know, it's the head of the, uh, of, uh, of the Memphis chamber of commerce being shot on the streets of Memphis. It's a St. Jude. Re- it's freaking craziness. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not my, it's again, this isn't breaking news that it's a crisis. It's just, yeah. as we've been talking about sports and it's been a bad week in sports, but it, it's been a bad week. The hits keep rolling. Uh, hits keep coming. All right, shifting back to the world of sports. A couple things I did, I, I, and I, I don't know if you got to them while mm-hmm. I was away, but I wanted to um, revisit. Did you see Diane Rossini um, is saying that the Patriots will part ways with Bill Belichick? So I didn't know. I didn't know if that was an update because I think the Globe last week had, re- like, the Globe had reported it was even possible that as it, as he could get fired in Germany. It is. Def- yeah, basically, the Globe was reporting that like it is, it's heading to an exit, and they, I think they reported that it could even happen, like it was possible he could have been left in Germany, <laughs> which would have been hilarious. Um, God, if Belichick got kiffined, fired at a tarmac, would, oh, would that will be awesome? anyone? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, because there's it, it, the, the idea is, would he coach somewhere else? Yeah. There's two parts to that question. Does he want a coach or will he be offered whatever else? I want to start with the threshold. All right. Will another team come after Bill Belichick? Absolutely. There's thirty. There's 31 other teams, and they'll do it. Should they? That's the better question. I think it's a really good question. It's a flipping disaster there. It's not like, oh, well, they're competitive. They just don't have the horses. Plus, as you have pointed out before, He's in charge of shopping for the groceries, That's too. The, the biggest problem is like... And they have, they're not good groceries. The whole thing, it's like it's like when people, uh, you know, if you talk about Penny Hardaway or, or, or Ryan Silverfield or whoever else, I don't know. Like it was, I don't know who was asking me about this recently. And I said, in the end, it's all Penny. Penny, Penny like it's good right now. But when it's good or whether it's bad... Yeah. He shops for the groceries. He coaches no, he's, the team. He's it's the all program. Penny. Yes. He's the GM. He's the coach. So he's if he the... doesn't have shooters, he does have shooters now. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, or if he doesn't, whatever, yeah. that's 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 all. That Penny. was his it's decision. All yeah. Penny. Like, um, and uh, and it's true with Bill Belichick. That mess is one hundred percent his. And they're not like, oh well, they're not as great as they were without Tom Brady. They're awful. Well, the other thing that really stands out, it's they also look like a horrifically coached team. Like on Sunday. They try to block a punt, and they didn't even have a return man back. So they had 10 on the field. Then, like, I was telling Mark this. I'm not watching as many of them now because, like, they're a disgusting watch. But I've never seen so many receivers running free against a Belichick defense. Like, they just have coverage busts all over. Like, they just look, they look, it's beyond just, oh, the offense, like, they've got the quarterback wrong. Like it's no, it's way worse than that. And then, and then you've got the coordinator mess, right? Like yeah. you ever can't ever get a coordinator right. What do you care about when you interview someone? You care about what's their vision, whatever. Who's their staff going to be? You know, sure. last year, last year for whatever reason, they just decided not to have a freaking offensive well, coordinator. Even worse, they decided, hey, let's bring back, let's bring back Patricia, and make him our offensive coordinator. And even though he played offensive line, and he understands offensive football. It's like he never called an offensive play in his life. Like, I don't think the Bills will fire. We'll make a change after this year. I don't think they're going to uh, – McDermott. E- I, I even if they mi- – like, even – They're going to miss. They're, 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 they're going to miss the playoffs. Uh, if you don't think – if they, the Jeff, shift, we got a big four games here. They're going to miss the playoffs. They have a 16% chance Jeff, of playoffs. Jeff, Josh is fixed. He's going to have confidence now. So, um – I don't I think I don't think anything I don't think anything hinges on whether they make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs. I suppose if they if they win two games from here to the whatever, right. if it's a complete, but if they go one game under five hundred yeah, for the but rest if it's of the like season, a complete cratering, yeah, then maybe. But I don't, like listen, and I think in fairness to Sean McDermott, 
let's remember how bad they were yeah. for a long time before he got there. Like when Tyrod Taylor and they went to the playoffs, there was weeping because they finally broke the streak of getting back to the playoffs. Andy Dalton's charity had never gotten so much money. Right. So they were they restored the entire enterprise to respectability. And so, yes, if you have some disappointing years, but let's be honest, one bad year, I don't think you get fired for that. If you're Terry Pagula, I don't think you fire him because I think you're grateful for the stability and for the for being in contention and for everything. I don't I don't you can make an argument as to why he should be fired. I don't believe he will be fired. But if he was fired, I also don't believe that they would try to get Bill because I don't I don't think they want to pay him that much money. And I don't think he would take the job because I don't think he would want to come to Buffalo. But would I like it? If Bill Belichick was the next coach of the Bills, would it make me should it make me happy or unhappy? I would not like it at the threshold. Hey, he's such an objectionable ornery man. But would I would I like it? Who, by the way, is out there besides Ben Johnson? Everyone's like Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson. We're gonna fire our coach and hire Ben Johnson. Listen, Everyone wants to hire Ben Johnson. The other thing is like I I like Ben Johnson, but like let's also acknowledge like that roster is incredible right. offensively. Right, like they have a ton of talent. Guess what? When you have a ton of talent, let's plays see. tend they, to work. Weapons, offensive line, yes. quarterback, speed. Yeah, like they have. They have legitimate weapons. A lot of things tend to work that way. I mean, you got the Harbaugh dilemma. And I do enjoy how NFL fans have somehow rewritten history to make it that Harbaugh was a failure. He never had a losing season. Right. Like, yeah, it it soured in the end because of probably the way he is. But let's also acknowledge the Niners didn't just pick right back up. Like, it, it took a while. You think he would be good? I think he'd be good. I think he's a good football coach. He literally has won every single place he's been. So you would be happier with, with the, Harbaugh yes. as your head coach than with Correct. With also understanding that coach. I'm probably going to need a new coach in four years. That's, but I'd, right. I'd, take, I'd take the oh, four. That's fine. I'll I, take the four uh, years. That's probably good anyway. Um, I'll take two NFC championship games. Um, and, a, and a Super Bowl appearance. <sighs> Um, okay, the um, Tiger basketball team. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear your conversation with John. Yeah, and I get, but I gather you were talking more about big Atlantis, picture. Yeah, yeah all like, of that. Yeah, one of the things that people ask and are worried about, or whatever. There's things to talk about. You just find things to talk about. So one of the things to talk about is whether there is any concern. Like Rick Stansberry in the second half went with largely eight players. Okay. Yeah. Is there any concern? I think we all know who the five best players are on this team now, right? Yes. Is there <laughs> any concern? I I did not think it was fair. Literally, some people texted me after that game and said, good thing Rick Stansberry was p- coaching instead of Penny. And I just didn't think it was the moment to be slamming Penny out of the blue for something that he built. He hired Rick Stansberry. That was, like, why, why be focused on that? And, hey, I think they would have won with Penny, too. But it is an interesting question. Do you think that he would have handled it differently? And should maybe this is a question that we should ask another day. And and should Tiger fans be worried that he will not play the best players? Do I think it would have been handled differently? Yes, I do. Like Rick Stansberry at his core has always been to for better or worse is a roll the ball out there, let the guys play. And Penny is a tinkerer. But I mean, it's entirely possible. You know he. Gibbs got he puts some other guys in, they make a few more shots. Like it's it's not knowable whether or not it would have been for better it's or not for knowable worse. Whether it was, well, but it was, do I think it would have been different? Yes. It would have been hard to be better. Particularly in the second half. Particularly in the second half. All right, what uh what is coming up next on 929? Here's what's coming up next. Jeff, here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. Mark will join them at 1125. Adam Chernoff joins them during the 12 o'clock hour. David Cobb will join us today on Giannato and Jeffrey. Jeff, of course, with Gabe at 5 o'clock. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Back tomorrow. Um, For now, our work's done. The Odyssey app allows you to rewind. Yes, rewind 92.9 anytime. Download the Odyssey app free through the App Store and follow 92.9 FM ESPN. You know what? If you bought your diamond at Robert Irwin Jewelers and you wanted a bigger one, you'd only pay the difference. That's part of the RIJ way. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. So I was in Ocala the other day and uh, 
and among other things, they have inc- these incredible travel bags. Uh, they have uh, they have o- Ole Miss travel bags. They have UT travel bags. Uh, they have totes as well. Ole Miss, UT, Georgia, Arkansas, Alabama, all beautifully done. The same incredibly high quality that you'll find with everything at O'Call. Perfect for a gift for someone. But honestly, you walk in there right now, and the place is just brimming with gorgeous, gorgeous uh, sweaters, um, quarter zips. Uh, they had these beautiful bird's eye sweaters I saw that are actually spectacular cashmere. Uh, you got uh, the quilted pullovers from Faraday, um, the Faraday stretch Terry pants, which are my favorite pants I've ever worn in my entire life. It is O'Call. Beautiful clothes, incredible people. No better time to get there than right now. The Frame Corner is your place for all your sports memories and memorabilia framing. They've been serving the Mid-South since 1975. The Frame Corner takes pride in providing the highest quality custom framing service to their clients. They carry premium archival and museum quality service to protect your artwork and take the utmost care in creating a safe and secure final product. The Frame Corner, 5035 Park Avenue in Memphis. Call 682-9901 or visit FrameCornerMemphis.com. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. My friends come on, and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, football, and now basketball, too, though we don't really pay attention until later in the year and the absurdity that is our lives. Line etiquette at your local pharmacy, the current phase of the moon, the importance of talking to a human being on the phone, and most importantly, the power of a box of that. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so so many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQuil nights. Explore our products at ZQuil.com. Uses directed, keep out of reach of children. Flu season is here. Protect yourself and your loved ones with a seasonal flu or senior flu shot at the Shot Nurse. With three locations, it's fast, convenient, and easy. Plus, it's free with most insurance. Or for groups of 10 or more, the nurse can come to you. Call 901-685-9999 or go to shotnurse.com to book your group appointment. The Shot Nurse is your wise choice. Genesis Diamonds came to Memphis to change the way people here buy diamonds. Response has been incredible, as our radical approach and no middleman markups have shown how other jewelers mark up their natural diamonds. And now we're showing you behind the curtain on lab-grown diamonds as well. For example, one major retailer is selling a pair of 5-carat round lab-grown diamond stud earrings for $18,000. Our price is just $8,900. That's less than half their price. Or their 3-carat lab-grown diamond earrings priced at $8,000. Genesis price, $4,900. A savings of more than $3,000 with better quality diamonds. If they're charging this much on lab-grown diamonds, kind of makes you wonder what else they're selling at the same outrageous markup. But now you have a choice. At Genesis Diamonds, we guarantee to beat anyone else's price. And our other non-commissioned trusted advisors are here to give you all the information with details you can trust and the strongest warranties in America. Genesis Diamonds at Poplar and Perkins Extended. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. The next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through November 15th, new customers can get 75 megabit internet on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G 
Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service. Actual speeds vary. Laurelwood Shopping Center is your unique shopping experience with a charming and distinctive gathering of fine stores. With everything from home decor and furnishings, personal service, men and women's apparel, dining and accessories, and specialty, Laurelwood is Memphis's premier open-air shopping and dining destination. Stay up to date with store promotions, new store announcements, and more by signing up for our email list at laurelwoodmemphis.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Laurelwood Shopping Center is located on Poplar between Perkins Extended and Grove. Park. There's nothing that can knock the fall chill off you quite like the Creole comfort of Owen Brennan's. Join us for lunch and dive into dishes like voodoo pasta, crawfish etouffee, beef brisket, and so much more. Weekdays from 11 to 4, Owen Brennan's.